In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbV, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, on your treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. On today's episode, we're talking more about the NBA's pending restart and what it means for the Mavericks. Makes it a two-point game. Oh, here's the mismatch right here. Now it's Luka. Deep three on Luka Magic! Welcome to 77 Minutes in Heaven, a Dallas Mavericks podcast as part of the Athletic Podcast Network. This is Tim Cato, your host and Mavericks beat writer for The Athletic. With me, as always, it's Dave Dufour, assuming uh, that's still you over there, right, Dave? Uh, for now. For okay. now. Okay. Always always want to check on that. You know, you never you never know if uh, if you've uh, become a different Dave Dufour or something. Uh, it's impossible oh, I'm to say definitely, for certain. I am definitely considering uh, an alias and maybe some time off-grid or, like, permanent. Ooh. That's... Yeah. Uh, Just got to get away. You... you you got to get those little glasses with the with the with the fake nose and mustache. That's right, and a trench coat. Don't forget the trench I, coat. The I was taught as part. a kid that is a foolproof disguise. No one can ever find out if you have those little glasses and, and right. mustache combo on. So. Is it a is it a regular size human being or is it two smaller human beings, one on top of the other? You never know. I, I believe that's how you know, like the the FBI, they relocate you safely. What do they call that again? Witness protection. Yeah, yeah, that's literally all they do. You know, they don't even move you to a new location. They just give no, you a trench just, coat and, and some glasses and that's right. Yeah, so some new credit cards. Yeah. Wow. We this this podcast has uh I, this is one of my favorite intros yet. <laughs> um, the NBA is not going to do that to NBA players um, when they send them to Orlando uh, because I think they're going to be combined to hotels or that's that's the idea. Um, so there, there's no need for disguises when they go out in public. They're not allowed to go out in public. Um, uh, wait, are they not allowed? Because it seems like this this bubble is not so like it's not an impenetrable bubble. It's it's more like. Um, a casual bubble. I mean, if you think about the concept of a bubble, it's very easy to pop it. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the entire idea, like they, they need to do like an impenetrable dome like that. That would be a better idea for the scientific, like the medically uh, hoped for idea that they're aiming, aiming for with with this thing. But it does not seem it seems like the NBA players definitely want more of a bubble situation. Uh, because that's that's the that's the latest controversy or pushback or, or whatever well, you want to say. It's right. both. They want a better bubble, but they also want a less restrictive bubble, which right. is impossible. Right. And and it's it's funny because I always feel like I'm repeating myself because I I say this in so many different places and have said it since this thing, you know, sort of happened. But the only way to do this and to do it effectively and safely is to have an authoritarian bubble. 
I mean, it it needs to be if you break the protocol, you are suspended for a very long time, and you just have to you have to track people's movement. I mean, you have to go full on nineteen eighty four with these guys if you want to do it the right way. But right, I don't think the union wants that. Yeah, I get. I totally get the pushback. I will say that mm-hmm. that specific scenario does make sense to me. Only because, and and I believe this has been reported, um, the NBA is totally accepting of players who do not want to go to Orlando. As long as you give them a choice. Now, the the choice is between making the paycheck that you would make when you go there um, versus versus not making it, obviously, if you're you're not attending this job. But if there's anyone feeling uncomfortable with this plan or not wanting to report, I believe they should be fully allowed to do that with no shaming, with no with no even questioning of that decision. I don't want to know why they chose to do that. If if you do not feel comfortable with this plan, don't go. Um, and and if you, if you do, and if you do want to make the the rest of the money from from this game situation from from these games, um, I, I think I think that's uh, you know that it has to be like you said. Now the weirdness comes. I mean, I don't think a assistant coach is going to get be given an option um certainly not like you know a, i'm not like sure a, about that i'm yeah. not sure about that and, and i think they might but i think i think with players with players choosing to do it there's going to be less of a stigma than coaches the nba in coaching circles in the front office is full of a lot of performative hard work meaning the whole you know first one to show up last one to leave spending the night in the video room like all of that stuff so much of that isn't real like it's not necessary and but yet you are judged on it and so i think you're gonna see coaches and front office people who might otherwise be uncomfortable and i don't mean established older guys i mean the younger guys uh you're gonna see these guys put themselves in a a position where they're not comfortable for that reason the last thing you're gonna want to do oh you're not willing to work through a pandemic huh clearly you're not cut out for the nba life the yeah the work environment of the NBA is I mean it's a lot of things and a lot of things we we you know this isn't the primary point of this conversation but it's certainly a very work intensive environment you are expected to uh, you know a lot of lower lower level staffers are expected to be on call pretty much twenty four seven um in in Dallas a lot of them live at the apartment directly across from the uh, practice practice facility so at you know virtually any point a player wants them wants to get some shots up they're right across the street you know a, a player calls them texts them says hey i'm going to the gym right now I'm, 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 on, I'm on my way they will beat them there and and help them get shots up and again you know that's the nature of the nba everybody wants these jobs a lot of these people are doing this you know because of the sheer pure passion they have for the game um, you know, whether whether it's a totally healthy work working environment or not, you know, a lot of people embrace and accept it anyway. Um, but but yeah, no, that's certainly the the thing. And, and I don't think that uh, staffers at that level will, you know, feel comfortable skipping. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, did you did you see this is this is loosely related. Did you see that very bizarre Rick Carlisle statement um, after after um Man, I'm trying to remember. It was, it was one of it was one of the big big talking shows. I, I think it might have been the, the, the TNT guys, and they were talking about coaches and, and and older coaches potentially coaching, and whether that would present medical risks. And Carlisle sent out a statement as as the head of the the um the the coaches association, and that that essentially I read it to be like 
no, we're going to coach if we want, and we do want to do this, and so you can't stop us, which is just... Right. <laughs> well, legally, <laughs> legally, the the NBA cannot tell the coaches that they cannot coach. Correct. I just found the statement to be very interesting. Yeah. Well, you know... It is tricky because we don't we don't want anyone to get it, and we in particular do not want people who are in a higher risk group if they get it right. Like it, it can it could just be so much worse, and so I completely understand the NBA not wanting that to happen. I mean, it would be awful from a uh, you know just a human perspective. Nobody wants anyone to get sick. Right. And be severely ill, but also from a PR perspective, which the NBA also has to think about. They are a corporation. So I can understand the NBA wanting to do this as safely as possible. Uh, but they should take the same precaution. Like you should pretend like everyone out there is 75 years old. How would you treat it if there was, like, if someone caught it, they would potentially die, right? So what would you do to prevent them from catching it? And that's my issue with the bubble in general, this soft bubble that they're that they're doing, uh, is that I just don't think it's stringent enough to actually protect people. And so, you know, you can test every day and you can do all these other things, but unless you're keeping everyone isolated, I mean, isolated together, but isolated, it, it just you're it, you're there's an inherent risk involved of transmission. And so with these older coaches, I mean, they're going to coach. I, I'll tell you right now, there's a good chance we're going to see them coaching with masks on. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that that's what's, you know, the first thing off the bat is that all the coaches sitting on the bench will have masks on. Right. Although, unfortunately, you know, obviously we understand now that masks are a protective, a protectant for others. Right. Not for it's, it's helping. It's helping other people, right. not yourself. Do you, so want, much. do you want me to read the statement? I, I just yeah it up. yeah let's hear it all right Carlisle sent this to Woj I just spoke to Adam Silver and he admitted he jumped the gun with his statement to TNT the health and safety of our coaches is first and foremost it's entirely possible that an NBA coach in his 60s or 70s could be healthier than someone in their 30s or 40s the conversation should never solely never be solely about the person's age Adam assured me that we would work through this together to help determine what is both safe and fair for all of our coaches. And that was on that was on June 4th. So about a week ago, okay. we're, we're a little late to this, but it, it just kind of came but up. The fair part, the fair part. OK, I'm sorry, but like life isn't fair. <laughs> That's number one thing. Right. So like, let's just like, get rid of that. But he does make a point like. We have legal protections for people based on age and and you know other sorts of discrimination you can't just throw out a blanket policy that says sorry coaches over the age of 65 like right. why that arbitrary number it just doesn't make any sense so from that point yes right but life isn't fair and, and so if there's extra precautions great i mean you got to figure something out it's it's not like you're gonna avoid having these coaches around the players um you know and what what makes it really tricky is like the let's say uh Alvin Gentry is 65 years old let's say the Pelicans all their players are taking this quarantine very seriously because they don't want Alvin to get sick well okay that doesn't mean the Phoenix Suns are taking it as seriously and now they have to play each other and there's potential transmission there let's say someone you know like escaped the bubble and snuck out and came back 
I, I don't know how likely it is. I'm hoping that we just don't have to deal with this and there's never a single positive test. But, you know, you, these people are going to be at high risk. They're going to be around all these players. The players are going to be around each other. I mean, it, basketball is a physical sport. Like you are touching a lot in basketball. You're, you know, you're sweating on each other. Your faces are in weird places. I mean, it's just if someone has it, they're going to spread it. It's pretty much impossible not to under those circumstances. So I just don't think that there is a 100% safe way to do it, but I'm sure that the league is working right now trying to come up with a way to make this work. I, I wonder if, if we might see like younger assistants getting the lead on the bench, and maybe they put the head coach up in a booth. But they'd right. have to do that for every team. That's the thing. You can't – if the head coach is in a booth for the, for the Rockets – you got to have right. them in the booth for everybody. Yeah, it's it's just it's a weird thing to think about. You're right. I mean, nothing about this is fair. Um, you know, this restart is not fair. We've talked about this on a previous podcast. It is. Um, and, and certainly I've written this as well. Like there is not a level of fairness that you can achieve that will make this restart, uh, you know, similar or as fair as it would have been if we just finished the season, if we had been able to finish the season as, as planned, like there is inherent, um, you know, inherent unfairness, um, you know, to this, through this entire concept, you know, whether it's home court advantage or whether it's just the fact that players had to stop shooting for, for two months. Um, I mean, the coronavirus isn't fair. You know, one, one thing I've seen is that like, it, right. it seems like, especially with younger i mean i think for everyone like it, it affects people kind of randomly um some people who yep. you would not think would be you know very symptomatic to it have very severe severe symptoms and some people who are in their 60s have gotten it and barely been affected so it's it's all very random it's all very unfair and we just have to deal with that because the number one mission statement of the NBA is not fairness. It's uh, it's making money. I think I think that is a fair statement. Um, and while I've got a fair statement for you, oh, let's 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 hear it about Manscaped. <laughs> you know, basketball is returning soon. The debate is constantly raging. Who's the goat, Tim? You know what? I think it's Manscaped, the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and hygiene. Because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced while designing your own triangle offense down down under. Wow, I am I am very impressed with the person who put this copy together. <laughs> hey, if you subscribe to the Peak Hygiene Plan, you get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer is always fresh and clean. Play it safe. Get that lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. 20% and free shipping. That's a deal. At manscaped.com. Don't forget the code THEATHLETIC, all one word. Hey, and while we're talking about advertising, most of our listeners are in and around Dallas. What better way to promote your business than through our show? Our listeners are loyal and engaged, just like you. To advertise on this very show, just go to www.theathletic.com slash podcast ads. Again, that's theathletic.com slash podcast ads, no spaces. There's a very simple form you can fill out, and we'll get back to you right away. Again, theathletic.com 
slash podcast ads. So, Tim, the comeback. Okay. We, we've talked about the logistics here. I think it's also not fair to the rest of the league that the heliocentric offense that the Mavericks play make them more likely to be ready faster offensively during the I, comeback. I mean, I agree, but half the offenses that are represented in this are also heliocentric. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, 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 it's the, the Rockets, the Rockets, the Lakers, the Mavs in particular, um, the Clippers, not kind heliocentric, of, yeah. not heliocentric, but weird. So right. the, the weird isolation heavy offense they run, I think they're going to be fine. And, and defenses are going to be a couple steps behind. Uh, and I guess what the Bucks, who else in the East? It's just the Bucks that are heliocentric. So the heliocentric right. teams are going to have a huge advantage. Right. As yeah. long as Luca's in shape, right? It's it, when you have one player that sets such a high floor to your offense, like the Mavericks can just literally run every possession as a Luca pick and roll. And you know, they're going to score, you know, probably 110 points per 100 possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which isn't quite the peak of their offense right now. They're they're around 115, you know, uh, on on pace. I still believe to be the best ever in NBA history. Although there's some uh, adjusted data you can do for that, which which tweaks it around. But but certainly, just just in terms of of the number itself, it would be the highest ever recorded. Yeah, even if they aren't at that peak, they will have one of the best two or three offenses at worst a top five offense during these eight regular season games in whatever first round series they play just because of Luca. As long you know. as guys can knock down shots. That's the as big long, thing. So yeah. many people and as long as Luca's have in not shape. been shooting, right? Yes. And as long as Luca's in shape, which there was a quote going around that he is not in great shape. I believe it was fully mistranslated and uh and and, and really the the point of that uh, it, it came from his Slovenian trainer that he's working with over there. And the point he was actually trying to make is that he's not in game shape because no one's in game shape because there aren't games right. going right now. Yeah, no like, one's in game right. shape. This is an important point uh, and, and distinction to make because plenty of guys, you see them come into camp and they're in great physical condition. But you can't simulate five-on-five NBA basketball. Like The only way to get there is to play. Yeah, I do think it's still a good thing for the Mavericks. I feel like they were fairly worn down. Um, oh, yeah. When when the break happened, though. Luka and looked again, exhausted. Yeah, this is everybody. But, you know, I would I, I think it's better for Luka to get this weird break. Um, I, I think I think he's going to come back and look very, very sharp. Mm-hmm. He doesn't I, need he doesn't need to be, you know, the most in shape athlete of all time to be you know as as effective as he is like you know he he you know i I think like i've said this before he came into the season in the best shape of his entire life i I fully believe that it doesn't mean that there still isn't a lot more he can still improve on that yeah he's 20 but but yeah and and the fact that he looked worn down like like to me being in shape being worn down those are those are similar but slightly different things like at the when when the season paused luca was exhausted like don't even take his shape into this like like he was exhausted he was physically beat up and worn down to to be you know even if he comes back um not quite in the shape he reported to training camp in the fact that he has just physically recovered from nagging ailments and bruises and the uh, ankle. you know I think, 
the, the ankle. I think he had a he had a finger sprain that he kept mm-hmm. uh, hurting or or something with his hand. Man, it's it it feels like a year ago that you know it feels like a decade ago that we had basketball. I forget what that ailment even was, but he kept tweaking his hand. He had the the, the recurring ankle issue issue. The fact that he's just going to be physically fresh, you know, even if his lungs are you know, only receiving 90% of the oxygen they were when he Rooney reported to training camp, that's going to make a way bigger difference, uh, you know, than, than him, you know, being able to run a marathon in, in, you know, four hours or, or whatever the, uh, you know, whatever conditioning test you want to apply to him there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be fine, but yeah, the, um, I do think that having a guy like Luca who gets to set everyone else up is such a huge advantage. And when we, when you look at the teams that they may run into, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, I mean, the Clippers have a pretty good advantage. Denver, Denver, you know, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about their offense requires a lot of coordination, and I think that you know they were humming when when we got the shutdown. That offense had started to come around. The defense has been pretty good this year, but the offense was starting to come around, and so I wonder if they can carry any of that over. We might actually get to see some upsets in the first round of the playoffs just by virtue of teams only playing eight games. They're not going to be playing their best basketball in the first round. Right. Well, yeah. eight games, you mean eight games with the regular season and then eight the, games of regular season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eight games is not a lot. It's not even, it's hardly enough to get back up to speed. Um, yeah. It does give Dallas a small chance to move up to, to not face the Clippers in the first round. And I think that's important for them. Um, but I don't we've talked about that before. Yeah. The only the only last thing I want to address is something you mentioned uh, just just a little bit ago. How how likely do you really think it is that players just won't hit shots? I, I feel like I mean, I I know that when I go months without shooting and I go to a basketball court, obviously it takes me a while to get back up to speed. Um, these are professional players who now, you know, by the time games start, they will be in a gym consistently for two months. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit overblown. I, I, I'm not. Well, it's not the hitting shots, right? It's the it's the lack of game shape that will contribute to them missing shots. Okay, that's so fair. in an empty gym. These guys are going to knock down shots all day. That's not going to be an issue. Sure, sure. But when you're out of condition, in particular in the game, you're huffing and puffing. The shot percentages are going to go down. We're going to see a little bit of a dip. Now, the that's hope fair. is these guys are able to get close enough to game shape that there's not you know, too much of a, of a drop off from what we expect, but everyone should brace themselves for the quality of the basketball. Initially, it's not going to be great. It's going to look more like preseason basketball, probably for those whole first eight games, just because a lot of these guys haven't been able to do any basketball at all or, or working out, right? Like we're normally during an off season guys take vacation, but they're still working. So this is going to this is going to be weird. It's going to be extremely weird basketball. And and my hope is that people at home watching, you know, grade it on a curve because it is going to be rougher than an average preseason, I believe. Those first few games, yeah, they're going to be um it's going to be interesting to watch. That's why I'll just leave it at that. It's going to be a unique experience. You've never seen NBA players in this condition. <laughs> I certainly have not. Um, yeah, it it was. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. I I just it's it's I'm I'm mentally preparing myself right now, and I still don't think that any of us are gonna understand how how weird this is gonna be. 
whether it's the environment, you know, the, the, the empty stands in the, in the tiny gyms that look nothing like, you know, what we're, we're, we're accustomed to watching basketball on TV, whether it's, it's the, you know, the potential that, that we can hear people yelling and, and, and shouting and, and just have that audio piped in. There's going to be a lot, a lot of weirdness, and there's going to be a lot of weirdness over the coming weeks as this these plans, which seem certain to happen, but but certainly there's going to be a lot more pushing around of of what people want and what they're comfortable with. Um, that's 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 not going to slow down anytime soon. So so yeah, let's 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 just be ready for the weirdest summer um, certainly of my life. Um, I don't know about you, Dave, but. You've had some uh, weird summers in your life. I was going to say, I've had some weird summers, but uh, <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, I think this is like the weirdest year of everyone's life. Um, I think that's safe least, to say. At least in America, um, it is. And, uh, you know, let's just embrace it. Let's have fun with it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't even talk about the weird stuff that they're going to do, like piping in sounds from NBA 2K. Yeah, I thought of that All this too. other stuff. Yeah, it's going to get wacky. And uh well, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm you know, down. I have I have one other promise for you. This podcast is only going to get wackier and wackier as as uh, the year and the season in the basketball does. So yeah, especially in the next like you know however many weeks we've oh, got boy. six or seven weeks until we actually have games and something else to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna be you know. I mean, we're already two weirdos. Into the well. Yeah. We're already weirdos, and and you know we're just gonna embrace it. So exactly. Thanks, thanks for weirding out, and uh, as as always with me on on this episode. We will be back next week with something. Might might talk a little bit about the the future of the Mavericks. I know I have a a series on the Athletic that will uh, be geared towards some big future questions that this team will have to answer. More conceptual stuff, and and, and we're going to really dive deep, look into historical examples and data, and figure out what exactly it means to build a team and how the Mavericks are going to approach those big questions. So be sure to be watching The Athletic for that. The intro piece to that series is up there right now. Uh, beyond that, uh, we will be back next week, as, as mentioned, uh, hopefully with Dave Dufour, who is still Dave Dufour, not two people in a trench coat. Thanks for listening. Oh!